Welcome to Third Man Walking. It's been a fun couple of weeks. Last week I played 25, 50, 50, 100 on Live the Bike and had some fun with that. Made a few thousand dollars, but I spent most of the past couple weeks in the familiar 510 pool. So played a pretty interesting session today. Truthfully, over the past couple weeks, the games have not been great. There's a big tournament series in town, which tends to bring in a lot of European pros every year. There's also been a promo at Commerce in which you can basically play satellites to all the biggest tournaments of the series, including an $1,100 satellite to the $10,000 main event for free if you accumulate a bunch of cash game hours. It's a really awesome promo, but it probably has had the effect of making the cash games slightly worse over the past few weeks. But today on February 10th, I did find a really good 510 game and you'll see just how good as I walk through some of these hands and some of these showdowns are revealed. And in this first big hand of the day, there are two limps and I'm in the hijack with ace king with the ace of diamonds and race to $65. The button and big blind call and both the limpers fold. So about 225 in the pot and the flop comes ace 10 nine with the 10 and nine of diamonds. And again, I've got ace king with the ace of diamonds. The big blind checks and I check two. And the reason I do this is because the button is pretty short. He only has about $500 behind. I'm much deeper with the big blind. And my experience has been that when players call off a decent chunk of their stack pre-flop and then get a flop like this, it's pretty likely that they're going to bet when it checks to them. And so if they do, then I get to see how the big blind responds to the button betting and get that piece of information. And if the button does check back, it's not that big a deal. I do have the ace of diamonds in my hand. So there are a lot of runouts that are totally fine for me on a board like this. So I check the button bets $135, the big blind folds, and I go all in for the button's last $375 or so. He calls, the board runs out deuce king with no further diamonds, and I table and win. My opponent would later claim that he had a flush draw. So we get off to a good start here. In this next hand, I'm 2200 effective with the main villain, and he's in the under the gun one seat and raises to $35. He's quite aggressive. I have pocket kings in the hijack and re-raise to $120 and he makes the call. So about $250 in the pot, we're going heads up and the flop comes king, jack, seven, rainbow. So I have top set with my pocket kings. He checks and I wanna bet here because there are a lot of straight draws out there, a lot of things that my opponent can have even though I have top set. But I don't wanna bet big because it's really hard for him to have a king. So I make it $85 and he calls. So there's $420 in the pot heading to the turn, which is the seven of diamonds, creating a backdoor diamond draw. So now I have kings full of sevens on king, jack, seven, seven. So he checks and again, I wanna bet and wanna bet small. And I think against an aggressive opponent like this, if I bet small, he will raise with the seven. He may also interpret my sizing as weak and raise anyway with whatever he has. So I make it 185 here into 420, which is small, but I think actually not quite small enough. 
Regardless, it does the job it's intended to do, and my opponent raises to $555, and I just make the call. He has about 1,600 back or so, and I would like to see him continue to fire on the river. So there's 1530 in the pot now, and the river is an offsuit ace. So now king, jack, seven, seven, ace, queen, 10 has gotten there, of course. And I still have kings full of sevens. He bets $700. I, of course, go all in for his last 900 or so, and he pretty quickly folds. So it seems like he had some kind of pretty thin value hand, or I induced a bluff with my small sizings on the flop and turn. So I'm up quite a bit here now. And in this next hand, middle position raises to $40. There are two calls and I call in the big blind with king queen offsuit. The preflop raiser limps a lot. So when he raises, I expect him to be pretty strong. It's not a situation I'm actually that thrilled about with king queen but obviously my hand is way too good to consider folding. So we're going four ways to a flop here. There's $160 in the pot and it comes king three deuce with the three and deuce of clubs. I check, the preflop raiser checks, the next player checks, and now the button, who's the bluffy player from the king's full hand, bets $100. I make the call, but now the preflop raiser jams for $1,240. And this certainly looks like a draw to me, but I could be wrong. But that's what I'm thinking about until the next player after that calls all in for about $450 and the button folds. So now it's back on me. I think about it for a second, but I think this is just going to be a fold. It does look like both players have draws and I don't have a club in my hand. So it's possible for one player to have you know, a, a flush draw and then another player to have king x of clubs. But I'm not totally sure what's going on. And I think it's also possible that the preflop raiser played pocket aces or ace king really weirdly. I also think it's possible that the next player played pocket threes or pocket deuces really weirdly. So I think on balance, I just have a fold here. Even if I'm right and both players have draws, they do have equity against me. So I need to be right a lot. And so I make the fold and... It turns out that the preflop raiser has ace eight of clubs and the next player to act has king queen of clubs. The board does brick out, so I would have won a pretty chunky side pot if I'd called and split the main pot with the king queen of clubs player, but I'm fine with folding in the situation as I did. In this next hand, the same preflop raiser from last hand raises to 40 from middle position. There are three calls, and now I call in the big blind with king-jack offsuit. So a very similar scenario to the one that I started the last hand with. So there's $195 in the pot, and the flop comes 5-4-4 rainbow. I just have king-jack offsuit, nothing much going on here. I check, and it checks through. So still $195 in the pot heading to the turn, which is the king of diamonds creating a backdoor diamond draw. So again, I've got king-jack on 5-4-4-king. So I do have top pair. However, I do want to check here. I'm out of position against several players. Some of them could have a king that dominates mine. And in general, this is going to be a good card for the preflop raiser. 
So I do check and it checks all the way around to the button who again is the same bluffy player from the Kings full of sevens hand. He bets 125, the small blind folds, I call and the other two players fold. So there's $445 in the pot heading to the river, which is an offsuit deuce. So five, four, four, king, deuce, and I've got king, jack. Pretty much a complete brick, although I guess six, three suited does get there. I check and my opponent bets $350. He's not really telling a story that makes much sense to me. If he had something really strong, he probably would have bet the flop. He can have a king that beats mine here, but I think that's pretty rare. So I quickly make the call and he taps the table to indicate that he doesn't have much and I turn over my hand and win. So in this next big hand, I raise to $35 with ace-king under the gun one. There are now four calls and the big blind re-raises to $235, leaving himself about $800 back. So again, I've got ace-king raised from early position. I get four calls and then the big blind puts in the squeeze. So it's back on me, and this opponent is certainly capable of squeezing fairly light here. So I put in the four bet to $600, and I'm just expecting to get all in against this opponent or get him to fold. But that's not what happens. Instead, it folds around to the small blind, who had previously just called the $35, and he now jams for $985. So just calls an open, and then five bet jams with no fold equity. And now the big blind goes deep, deep, deep into the tank and ends up deciding on a fold. I make the call and the board runs out king for three king, which seems pretty good. But then the river is a nine and my opponent shows pocket nines for a full house beating my ace king. So a sort of frustrating spot there. The big blind would later tell me that he was tanking with pocket eights to which my initial impression was that makes no sense. But then he explained his reasoning and I think his reasoning was optimistic, but actually rather good, which was that whatever the small blind is doing does not really represent premium value. So it's possible that the small blind could have a hand like ace queen or a hand like pocket sevens, a lower pair than his. And if I then have ace king, then pocket eights is doing quite well three ways. And I think he's right to note that the small blinds line does not really represent premium pocket pairs. But of course, putting me squarely on ace-king is pretty hopeful since I will play all my big pocket pairs this way as well. Anyway, he does make the correct fold, but I still lose a big pot to pocket nines. This next hand isn't one that I played a huge role in, but I think it's, it's pretty interesting. So in this one, there are two limps. The cutoff raises to $35, which I don't think is the size he would use if he had a real hand. Uh, nonetheless, that doesn't matter. I have ace-king of clubs on the button and re-raise to $140. The hijack now cold calls after having limped, and the cutoff makes the call as well. So $440 in the pot, and the flop comes queen-5-5 five, five with two diamonds. So... This would certainly be a pretty good flop for me if I were up against one opponent, but I think I have to play pretty cautiously here against two opponents. I'm not too excited about this situation, and it doesn't matter because the hijack now leads for $400 into $440, and the cutoff calls. 
So I can't really continue with my ace king of clubs and make the fold. So I'm done with this hand, but we'll follow it to the end. So there's 1240 in the pot now, and the turn is the three of diamonds completing front door diamonds. So now queen, five, five, three with three diamonds. Now the hijack bets $600. The cutoff jams for 855 total and the hijack calls. So now the hijack shows king queen off with no diamond and the cutoff shows five deuce of hearts for trip fives. I guess I'm lucky that I didn't have a hand like aces or kings, which probably would have felt obliged to continue on a queen five five flop, even against all this action. So I get away cheap and it's fun to see these funky showdowns in 510. In this next hand, under the gun one raises to $35. This is again the same bluffy opponent we've been dealing with on and off all day. He raises a lot from early position, so I think he can be pretty wide here. I'm in the low jack with pocket nines and re-raise to $120. So I think this is a spot that I traditionally would have called uh, a year ago or maybe six months ago, but I've started three betting spots like this more and more simply because I'm getting squeezed so frequently that I don't think having much of a calling range from this position is super profitable. So I do put in the three bet here it's $120. He makes the call and we're going heads up to a flop. So there's 250 in there and it comes 433 with the four and three of clubs. And again, I've got pocket nines. He checks. This is a great board for me. Generally, my overpairs here should be better than his overpairs. So I bet $150 and he makes the call. So 550 in the pot now, and the turn is the jack of hearts, creating a backdoor heart draw. So now 4-3-3 three, three jack with two clubs and two hearts. He checks, and I check it back now that there's an overcard out there. So 550 still in the pot, heading to the river, which is the five of hearts, completing backdoor hearts. So he now bets $450, and I think I certainly could be behind here. He could have something like pocket fives, he could have seven six somehow, he could have backdoor hearts, he could have something like jack x of clubs, although I question whether he would bet this big with a jack. But this is a very bluffy player, and when I take a passive line like this with a pretty good hand, I have to make a call when the runout is reasonable, and I think this runout is certainly reasonable enough. So I do make the call, and he declares that he has missed, and mucks his hand. So I'm up a decent amount at this point and heading to the end of the session. And in this last big hand of the night, I raise to $35 in the under the gun one seat with king queen off with no diamond. The button calls and so does the big blind. So $105 in the pot heading to the flop, which comes queen six deuce rainbow with the queen of diamonds. And again, I've got king queen off with no diamond. The big blind checks, I bet $40, the button calls and the big blind folds. So heads up to a turn, 185 in the middle and it's the seven of diamonds creating a backdoor diamond draw now. So queen, six, deuce, seven. I bet $125 and my opponent again makes the call. So $435 in the pot heading to the river, which is the 10 of diamonds completing backdoor diamonds. So now queen, six, deuce, seven, 10 with the queen, seven and 10 of diamonds. 
And again, I've got king queen with no diamond. So I think I'm running out of value here and check. And my opponent bets $300. And I think this is a fold. Bluffs here are not easy to come up with. I think this player would have 5-4 suited and 4-3 suited pre-flop and on the flop. But those are the most obvious bluffs. And I think he might fold those on the turn. So he has to be getting pretty creative with bluffs here or be value betting hands like queen jack or queen nine, which I'm not sure most players would value bet in order for my call to be good. The thing is though, I think he might value bet hands like that. I could be wrong though. I've played with this player six or seven times and still don't have a great read on what he's doing. So I do end up making the call. I don't think it's a great call. I don't think there's a lot I can beat. So I'm not surprised when he turns over a better hand, but I am surprised by what it is, which is six deuce off suit. So he flopped two pair with six deuce off after having called my under the gun one raise pre-flop. So that's a, that's a spicy meatball. So I'm a little bit annoyed at having lost the hand, a little bit annoyed at myself for making the call when I probably shouldn't have but I'm quite happy to see my opponent turn up with a hand this funky. It's always fun to see someone take a risk like this and have it pay off. So after all that, I end up about $1,400 for the day. It's been a good month of February, and let's hope that continues. Thanks for listening to Third Man Walking. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Third Walking or send me an email at thirdmanwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. 